This is Jewish Board Talk with Sharice Zephard, only on 101.9 High FM. This coming Sunday, 24th of November, the Johannesburg Holocaust and Genocide Center will host Dr. Michael Robertson and Dr. Edwina Light for the launch of their groundbreaking book on the murder of the second disabled during the Nazi reign. The book is entitled The First into the Dark, The Nazi Persecution of the Dis- Disabled. Dr. Michael Robertson is the Clinical Associate Professor at the University of Sydney, and he joins me now to tell me more. Um, Dr. Robertson, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you for having me back, Good to be. Uh, Dr. Robertson, I think what's so surprising about the, uh, the work that you're uh, exploring is that medical practitioners whose job it is to save lives were involved to such a large scale of um, killing people. It's um, one of the more troubling paradoxes in the history of medicine as to why um, some of the the brightest people in the German and Austrian medical professions were so complicit with the Nazi regime. And this was something that actually predated um, the National Socialist government becoming totalitarian. Um, Doctors were... Uh, enthusiastic early adopters of Nazism, many even before Hitler uh, assumed leadership of the party. Um, Psychiatrists in particular were the most represented group uh, in membership of the the NSDAP and related organisations. It seemed that there was a a political benefit (coughs) to doctors joining the Nazi party because the Nazis seemed to empower them uh, in a way that hadn't been done before. And because the Nazis later tended to trade in medical metaphors to justify exclusion and ultimately destruction of others, such as the genetically inferior or the racially inferior, it placed doctors very much in the centre of their political project. Um, For us, the pathway into this uh, research was to try and search for historical um, antecedents to some of the challenges that we see now in medicine. Um, in our country, we are still grappling with the appalling treatment of asylum seekers um, by our government and how the medical and other health professions should have a relationship with the state. So what we wanted to do was to look at how a group of colleagues in a time removed in a different place uh, grappled with that and what were the mistakes that they made and how do we better understand our situation now. So that was the reason we wanted to do a a deeper dive on this story and try and understand um, in a more sophisticated way than just this is what the Nazis did, uh, the the, the dilemmas that we face in the medical profession. The the killing of people who are disabled uh, mentally, physically, is not is has been known for a long time. What is new about your research, uh, Dr. Robertson? What we wanted to do with the book is to revisit um, the story because while I think people have a notion of this group of victims of the Nazi regime, the story had not been told in great detail, particularly in the English language literature. Certainly, the German literature. Uh, had uh, engaged with this a lot. Um, so one of our main uh, ambitions was to try and bring 
this story uh, into popular consciousness in the Anglosphere, but also to try and bring a bioethical perspective, to try and um, give the reader an understanding of why this might be important when we are talking about prenatal genetic screening or why it might be important when we talk about end-of-life decision-making. And that was, so that was the, the first um, motivation for this. Um, the other uh, issue was that most of what had been written about this period was now um, quite old. Um, some of the original landmark works, like the like Henry Friedlander or Michael Burley or Robert J. Liston, were written in the mid to late 80s and early 90s. Uh, and much of that work predated the fall of the Berlin Wall. And with the opening up of the former uh, Eastern Bloc, um, there was uh, a whole um, array of more research done with these newly opened archives. And what historians in Germany and um, in other countries implicated in this crime have been able to do is identify other dimensions to the murder of people with disabilities by the Nazi regime. So, for example, we have a much better understanding of the murders of people living in asylums in Western Poland. We have a better understanding of the murder of people living in asylums in occupied territories such as Czechoslovakia um, and even some in Western Europe. So the story needed um, a reconsideration and also needed to be broadened in light of what was emerging through a new um, process of research post um, German reunification. Uh, so I think that um, given this idea that history is a story told in the context of the time, um, it's, just, it, it's not reasonable to say, well, this has been done, full stop, let's move on, because sometimes we do have to return to these stories to understand how we look at them in the light of our current times and what is the instrumental value of, of, of engaging with this time. So there, there were multiple relations, but I, I think that what the book tries to do, and I think we feel it succeeds in doing, is tries to appraise a new generation of readership of this particular aspect of the National Socialist period and the victims of the National Socialist period. We spend a, a lot of time uh, linking uh, these aggregate of crimes which have been come to be known as the Krankenmorder, meaning the murder of the sick, uh, linking that with the Shoah, uh, acknowledging the fact that many of the perpetrators of the murder of people with disabilities went on to perform, or perpetrators should say, greater crimes against Poland's Jewish population and later in Auschwitz um, now. And so what we try to understand is that how do we contextualise this group of victims in the broad historical narrative of the Holocaust? How do we do it in a way that respects and uh, honours um, the suffering of Europe's Jewish civilization and the Nazi regime in a way that uh, appropriately considers where these crimes were perpetrated, how they are related, why they are understandable, how do we use the term Holocaust in describing Nazi victimology, were these people victims of the Holocaust because they were murdered in the same way by the same people as much larger pe uh, numbers of people were murdered in, in Poland um, later in the war. So th these kinds of um, 
considerations we, we try to grapple with. We get a, the reader a sense of where to situate this crime and then also where to, uh, how to understand its importance to how we think about the Nazi period, particularly given the times that we live in are um, unfortunately quite suited to these considerations as, as uh, most of Europe seems to be flirting with a neo-fascist agenda and authoritarian rule seems to be becoming the norm in Western democracies. Um, we have to think about how groups within these societies were othered by uh, the Nazi regime and whether there are parallel processes occurring uh, in our current culture. Um, Dr. Robertson, you will be launching this book um, on Sunday, the 24th of November, this coming Sunday, together with Dr. Edwina Light, one of your co-workers. But you will also be giving yes. a talk to second-generation survivors around the notion of transgenerational trauma. And I wonder what some of the things you'll be looking at will be. Certainly. Um, the the um, conversation uh, earlier in the day, um, is actually going to be focused on um, the descendants of perpetrators. Um, so I'll be speaking in general terms about what we now understand about the transmission of trauma across generations, looking not just at the literature on the children uh, and grandchildren of Holocaust survivors, uh, but also um, our experience in Australia with transgenerational trauma amongst our First Nations people. But uh, ahead of a, a screening of the film the following night at, at the JHGC uh, of a film called Hitler's Children, which looks um, at a profile of uh, half a dozen people who were the children of perpetrators such as um, Henrik Himmler's niece, Hermann Goring's daughter, Hermann um, Gott's daughter, looking at how they grapple with the inheritance of their, of their father's crime. Um, the conversation is trying to take a sort of slight uh, sort of pivot away from um, the trauma experienced by the descendants of survivors uh, and how it parallels with the trauma of, per- of the children and, and grandchildren of perpetrators, particularly given um, the grief uh, that they feel is um, in some ways not permissible uh, or uh, tainted. Um, and so I think the, the, the analogy here is that if you look at post-conflict uh, societies such as in South Africa after apartheid or in Rwanda or Somalia or any other situation where there is the coexistence of perpetrators and victims or their families, um, again, by revisiting this moment in history, it gives us a better understanding of how we must live better together uh, in a post-conflict society. But I think it, it, I'm, I'm very much looking forward to interacting um, with uh, as we come to that because I think there's a complexity to their own stories and to then engage in an empathic way with the stories of those with whom you would expect to have nothing in common and I feel almost a sense of displaced anger and, and, and enmity, uh, I think it's quite an intriguing dilemma. Uh, that has quite generalizable lessons for everyone. 
Dr. Robertson, it sounds absolutely fascinating. Uh, I look forward to your next visit to South Africa because there are so many things that I'd like to pick on that we don't have time to discuss now. I remember sure. when you were last here, just following the shocking Isidemeni tragedy that hit South Africa to deal around issues of mental health, yes. uh, mental health, and I think mental yes. health awareness is becoming increasingly more mainstream, but still a lot needs to be done, and I'd love to pick up on that conversation during your next visit. In the meantime, if anybody would like to uh, hear Professor Robertson speak together with his colleagues on their new book, uh, which is entitled The First Into the Dark, The Nazi Persecution of the Disabled, please be in touch with the Johannesburg Holocaust and Genocide Center on 011-643100 or email them on info at jhbholocaust.co.za. And remember, uh, uh, Dr. Robertson will not only be talking about his book, but he will also be meeting with the second-generation survivors. Dr. Robertson, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you very much, Sherry.